running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your host, Jerry Napoleonello. All right. Running up the score, I'm Jerry Napoleonello. No Kevin Donlin this time. Uh, and it might be for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, life gets in the way. Uh, and it, it's it's tough uh, to do something that, you know, we're not getting paid for. Um, so it's going to be me. You'll get some uh, appearances from Kevin every once in a while. You'll still see him on Tuesdays for you know, the, the fantasy football waiver wire pickups. Uh, but from now on each week, it'll be just me. And, you know, I'll try to bring on some guests as well, but we have week five to talk about. We, we haven't been here in two weeks, I don't think. So, you know, week three, week four, uh, and now week five, you know, we're starting to see, uh, this is around the time that you start to see the teams that, uh, are good that are going to start to spread themselves out from the, um, you know, the bad teams. So right now we got one undefeated team still undefeated. Uh, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what can I say? You know, they've looked good so far. They have, but when I look at, you know, who they've played so far, you know they they've shown some weaknesses here and there uh they showed some in the Arizona game this past week obviously yesterday um you know but Arizona's just not a good team i i, I mean they're just I, they could be good they could be really good actually but i think it's really starting to fall on Kyler Murray he just hasn't he hasn't progressed, and it's it's kind of eye-opening a little bit that this guy hasn't turned the corner. You know, he, he showed signs of, wow, this guy's going to be really good. This team's going to be really good for a little while, but it, it's changed. He's starting to make some, some dumb mistakes, and, you know, it kind of bit them in the ass this, this week against the Eagles, you know, between... The, the two spikes at the end of the game, he slides, uh, you know, doesn't realize that his third and one has to spike the ball. Now you're at fourth and one, and there's about, I think there was like 20-something seconds left. So you have to kick it from there, and then obviously we saw what happened. Amendola misses the, the kick, and the Cardinals lose the game. The Eagles move to 5-0, and and they're going into a big game this week. And I and I don't want to put the bias, you know. I I don't want to show a little bit of the bias here, but this is where we're going to see what what the Eagles are made of. This is what we're going to see what the Dallas Cowboys are made of. You know, the Dallas Cowboys so far have beaten since week one. They've beaten the two Super Bowl teams this past year. They've beat up on a team that they should have at absolutely in Washington. You know, and then they beat up on the Giants, who now are four and one as well. So you know this this division, this NFC East that everybody used to call NFC least, 
you know, and everybody used to make fun of. And even going into the season, they were making fun of it. It's starting to look like, and you know what? To be honest with you, it is right now. The best division in the NFL. We went into this season thinking that the AFC West was going to be that. You know, you have the Los Angeles Chargers. You have the Kansas City Chiefs. You have the Denver Broncos. You have the the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland. Um, but Denver is a, a dumpster fire right now. Russell Wilson, it looks like the biggest waste of money that a team could have done or paid for. The Las Vegas Raiders, I mean, it's just, it's it's the Raiders again. I mean, that's, they have so much talent. They're just not, I don't, I don't know what to say about the Raiders, to be honest with you. But then you have the Los Angeles Chargers that we thought were going to be really good. And, you know, they come off this week a two-point win over the Browns, which in reality, they should have lost. If the Browns don't miss that field goal. So, you know, the Chargers are pulling the the same Charger way. I mean, they were they were losing in that game as well. So it to me this and AFC West that we thought was gonna be, you know, a juggernaut is now back to basically a one team division. And that's the Chiefs. And everybody was so down on the Chiefs for some odd reason. We talk about this every week. For some odd reason, let's go down. Let's let's get down on the Chiefs. They lose Tyreek. You know they're not the team that they used to be. Mahomes not the the quarterback that. It, that is the biggest lie, and the biggest falsity that I've ever seen. Mahomes is still the best quarterback in this in this league. Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in this league. This offense is still one of the best, if not the best offenses in this league. I mean, so far, you know, obviously we haven't had the Monday night game between the the, uh, Chiefs and the Raiders. But so far, through four games, Mahomes is 66%, 1,100 yards, 7 yards per attempt, 11 touchdowns, with two interceptions and one fumble. Nothing has changed. Mahomes is Mahomes. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be there. And, I, you know, I could see it just being the Chiefs and the Bills again in the AFC Championship. And you know what? I hope it is because that game was unbelievable. And guess what? Next week, we got the game. We got the Chiefs. We got the Bills. This is what we want to see. These are the two teams that we want to see. Unfortunately, we can't see them in the Super Bowl. But we'll see them in week six. And most likely, we'll see them in the AFC Championship. And I'm here for it. Absolutely here for it. But the best division in this league right now, the NFC East. Went from the NFC Least to the NFC Beast. And again, week six is going to be fun. We got Bills Chiefs. We got Cowboys Eagles. Cowboys Eagles is going to be a real fun game um, for everybody else. Not for me because I'm going to be biting my nails the whole game. But 
I'm excited for it because this is going to be a real test for the Dallas Cowboys. And to be honest with you, the, the question is, is Dak going to be ready for this game? And to be honest with you, yes, I think they do need him. But this is not the game to bring him back, to be totally honest with you. This defense is good enough to keep them in games, to keep Cooper Rush in games, to let Cooper Rush just manage a game. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because this Eagles defense is very, very good. Very, very good. Jalen Hurts is is surprising the hell out of me. He really is. And, I mean, when you look at it, his, his cards... His cards are moving. His cards are moving up. They haven't gone down. His, so we have like a, a price growth percentage here. So between Jalen Hurts Illusions base, PSA 10, it's going for 243% more in the last 30 days. Jalen Hurts 2020 Don Russ Canvas, PSA 10, up 180%. And then Jalen Hurts 2020 Phoenix Fireburst PSA 10 up 116%. His cards are up. And rightfully so. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like he's he's been showing out, really. I I just I want to see him against a good defense. And to be honest with you, I want to see the Dallas Cowboys against a good offense. Because so far they've shown, so they held. So far they've held every team under nineteen points. And I think I heard a stat that that's the first time that this team has done that since like nineteen seventy six. Um. But yeah, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, between Tank Lawrence, between Michael Parsons, Donovan Wilson's playing unbelievable right now. J. Ron Curse is back. Trayvon Diggs is doing his thing. And that was another thing. I, I, I have to bring this up. I have to. Okay. So, they were talking about Tutu Atwell in this game. And how that he hasn't had a catch in the league yet. He's had some injury issues. Whatever. So, earlier in the game, they try a deep pass. 2-2 Atwell, the, the ball ends up two yards further. So then they try it again later in the game before the before the second half. And he catches it. It was like a 40-something yard receive, uh, reception. And all of a sudden I see all over Twitter, you know, from actual like highlight type accounts, and you see them talking about how Trayvon Diggs got torched. Those were the words, torched. And I laugh because it's like, tell me you don't know football without telling me you don't know football. Because if you really watch that play over again, okay, Malik Hooker, the safety, Came up on the play action. So already he's out of position. Now you can tell that they're playing zone. Because 
Trayvon Diggs was kind of off. He he kind of let he played outside leverage, and he kind of let him do his route, knowing that the safety was supposed to be there. When he notices that Malik Hooker came up on the play action, now he has to, you know, put the pedal to the metal and get to him, and he does, and almost deflects the pass. It was a perfect ball. The safety was out of position. They were playing zone, yet he still played it perfectly. And Tutu Atwell just made a good catch, and Stafford made an even better throw. So before we start to like hate on the Cowboys or hate on Trayvon Diggs just because he had the most interceptions last year, do your homework. No football before you even put something out like that. You have all these followers, and yet you look like an idiot. And you know what? I like it's. I've seen it from other like all day yesterday. I saw it from other accounts that have a lot of followers that are known to be football accounts. Yet they still. Didn't get that one right. Just because they hate on the Dallas Cowboys. And they hate on Trayvon Diggs. And they know that they'll get likes and retweets. And you know because there are many many people that hate the Dallas Cowboys. But let's move on. Lamar Jackson. We saw Sunday night. The Ravens. The uh, Bengals. Ravens end up winning it. Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game. He could have had a great game because he missed on absolutely two throws that should have been on the money, and he would have had two touchdowns. But he missed on them. Leading into this game, you could even say that he was in the MVP race. And I'm not saying that this game moved him out of that. But, you know, it's like, all right, that's a, that's a division foe. You know, a, a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, a team that everybody's kind of been booting, uh, you know, beating up on. This year, especially with the offensive line being as bad as it is. I thought the the Ravens defense played well. Uh, they, you know, I I just needed a Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. I just needed a touchdown from Jamar Chase. And they shut him down. So uh I did not win my parlay. That was the that was the last leg of it. Jamar Chase, a touchdown. That's all I needed. And he didn't score. Ravens win the game. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, if Lamar Jackson kind of brushes that off, I, I, I bet he will absolutely. But uh, in another quarterback, we just brought it up before. Russell Wilson. What is up with Russell Wilson? My God, that Denver that Denver Broncos offense looks horrible. Now they lose Javante Williams, so it puts more on Russell Wilson now. You know, they've had injuries, like Jerry Judy got hurt again. Cortland Sutton's playing his his head off. But Russell Wilson just doesn't look good. This Denver Broncos team we thought was going to be so good. They're not that good. And Russell Wilson's not playing good at all. So it's kind of like, all right, 
has age gotten the best of them now? Is this, you know, are, are we seeing the end or the beginning of the end of Russell Wilson? I mean, it's it's crazy to think about it, but you kind of do by the way that he's playing this year. And it's not looking good for Denver in that division. You know, I, I see, you know, obviously the Chiefs are going to win that division. That's, that's, you know, not even a question now. Chargers will probably get second place, I believe. You know, and Denver, you know, has to watch out for the Raiders. They really do. So, so we had some issues the last two two weeks, really. You know, obviously it comes down to Tua. Tua was the start of it. Tua, Tagovailoa, the game against the Bills. They end up beating the Bills. Tua gets hurt in the game. On, like, a routine, like, just a shove from a defensive end. And he slaps his head against the, the turf, comes up, wobbles, falls over himself, and to be honest with you, going like coming out of that and what they said outside of the game, in the post-game press conferences, they said he had a neck and a back injury. I have a, like, to be honest with you, and I've said this to, to a, a couple of people, do you think we're stupid? I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Do you think that the average fan or just anybody watching these games, do you think we're stupid? You cannot tell me that something that blatant where the dude literally gets up, falls over himself three times, and we're supposed to sit back and say, you know what, maybe it wasn't back injury. Maybe, maybe it was a neck injury. I don't, yeah, maybe, you know what, you're right. No, we've seen this plenty of times. That is a concussion. And the fact that he was allowed to get back into that game was, I mean, the guy should have gotten fired. And to be honest with you, thankfully he did. The doctor that, you know, looks over this stuff gets fired. Uh, Mainly because, and it wasn't even, like he didn't even get fired after that game. He got fired after it happened again. Thursday night. So now Tua has a concussion. Don't like for anybody that thinks that's wrong. He had a concussion the first game. Now you have now you have him on short rest and you play him. Now I know. I know that you're going off of the doctors. The doctor said, "Yeah, no problem. He's he's fine." But that's when they should have turned around and said, all right, you know what? Nah. You watched the tape. You watched it over and over again because I saw it 35 times. He stumbled over himself. You don't put him in on on Thursday. You don't. And again, another routine. I, I mean, yeah, it kind of slapped down... Um, you know, his head against the ground and just kind of like swung him around. And, but I mean, with the, the hands and his fingers all like, I don't even know how you, stiff basically. It's just, it didn't look good. And thankfully he got fired. 
Um, you know, Tua's career is on the line now. Really. And it's unfortunate because the Dolphins showed promise. They really did so far this year. They look like a team to be reckoned with. That offense looked like a team to be reckoned with. And, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. And you lose to a... Then you, you have Teddy Bridgewater come in against the Jets and right off the bat gets a concussion. <laughs> but the other thing was on Thursday night, this past Thursday night, you had Naheem Himes. Hines. Basically the same thing. Hits his head, gets up, wobbles. I, I mean... So, you know, obviously the 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 response right away, the reaction right away is, oh my God, no more Thursday night football. That, that It's always going to be like that. But I don't think you can really say that. I, I mean, yes, it is, it's tough for a football player to go on short rest like that and play, you know, a, a physical game like football is. But to me, and, and you know what, it... It kind of, because I want to talk about this too uh, with the whole ref issue and roughing the passer on Tom Brady. If you really look at it, the Tua hit the second time and the hit to Tom Brady basically looked exactly the same. And And I wonder if that's what the ref was kind of going at and now... Uh, to be honest with you, didn't even think about it until right this second, and now it kind of makes sense because the the uh, explanation from the ref after the game, basically, you know, that hit on Tom Brady that they they called roughing the passer ended the game. You know, that was third down. The Falcons had a chance to win the game. To be honest with you. And because that roughing the passer, the the Bucks were able to run out the clock. But now I'm thinking about it, and it really, it really looked the same, because it was one of those that he swung him around, and that's crazy that I just thought about that just now as I'm like sitting here looking at it, you know, I was reading the rundown, and it kind of went hand in hand and uh, you know it's it's crazy but the NFLPA and the NFL came to an agreement on a new concussion protocol so that was done right away after the whole Tua thing Matt Rule Panthers head coach fired after another bad loss to uh the 49ers Baker Mayfield uh is supposed to miss multiple games so that's interesting uh the the Panthers just are not a good team, and they weren't a good coach team, especially this year. You know, going into it, I, I saw a video that someone put up. I think it was after the Giants game. After they lost to the Giants, they showed um, the the person that put the video out put it, showed multiple plays where they were in shotgun, and you can tell that. Basically, you could tell which was a run play, which was a pass play by the way that the running back was positioned. And, like, that is just – that's just bad coaching. 
Because if you're going to tell me that you're setting up plays and people can easily see what's going to be a run play and what's going to be a pass play, you're not doing your job well. So uh, that, you know, that's that. Now, I, I wanted to, we did this last year uh, during the season, and I want to bring it back. Uh, you know, each week we'll probably just do it. Each week we'll we'll tell you by basically NFL.com does this each week with uh, their quarterbacks. They rank them, basically. And we had a lot of uh, a lot of positive you know uh feedback from doing this so we'll do it again here we go the top quarterbacks basically now all of these statistics were going into week 5 so you know it wasn't updated yet but going into week 5 that we just had on Sunday and like Patrick Mahomes still hasn't played yet but right now number 1 Patty Mahomes, and I I read his his statistics before, so that's you know that that was a given. Number two was Josh Allen. Number three, Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson takes a step back uh, after that after his uh, his game against the the Bengals. Jalen Hurts, I think, will take a step up. He'll probably move to number three. I think to to be honest with you, I think the the Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to stay the same. Uh, Josh Allen had another huge game, didn't have to play in the fourth quarter at like usual, um, but I think Mahomes is going to have a good good game tonight. Therefore, stays number one. Uh, so you'll see J- uh, Jalen Hurts probably move up to the three. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is a very very talented. Dude, very, very talented. And I think uh, there's a chance for him to be an MVP. I just don't know if that's going to be this year. Um, And just by the way that the Chargers have been playing this year, you know, and and now, especially with Bosa out now, their defense isn't playing as great. So they have him at number five. Aaron Rodgers at number six. Aaron Rodgers just lost the Giants. I see him taking another step down. Uh, Tom Brady uh, almost lost to the Falcons and was without Julio Jones, but I could see him staying here. Joe Burrow, I could see him staying there. Geno Smith still putting up numbers. I, I mean, it's crazy to see the change in Geno Smith. Geno Smith is playing very well this year. Seattle's terrible, but he's playing well. Kyler Murray, number 10. Now, I can see Kyler Murray dropping. Uh, You know, Jared Goff is number 11, and Jared Goff, he's sporting the top offensive team right now, which is crazy. So... I could see all these saying the same, but Jared Goff, number 11. Ryan Tannehill, number 12. Matthew Stafford, 13. I could see him dropping more. Russell Wilson dropping definitely more. Um, Kirk Cousins, I could see him jumping. Cooper Rush, probably will jump as well, even though he didn't have a great game against the, uh, the Rams.
Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, uh, after the game against the Colts, where I turned around and I looked, I forget who I was with, but I looked at it, I was go, Trevor Lawrence is going to be unreal if this continues. He looked unbelievable against the Colts. Had a pretty bad game against the Eagles. Didn't have a great game this week. But it's there. I know it's there. So his card value being so high, it's warranted. The guy is unbelievable. So I I could see Trevor Lawrence, you know, eventually moving up. Jimmy Garoppolo, big win. Uh, moving up, Derek Carr, we'll see against the Chiefs what happens with him. Jacoby Brissett played pretty well against um, the Chargers. Carson Wentz, absolutely horrendous, moving down. Teddy Bridgewater, probably moving down. Um, Marcus Mariota is probably ter- is, is pretty bad. Um, they should really start looking into Desmond Ritter. Andy Dalton, he can move up. Matt Ryan. The Colts are terrible. Daniel Jones will probably move up. That was a big win to to beat the the Packers in London. Zach Wilson will move up. Uh, Davis Mills will probably stay stay around. Baker Mayfield's horrible. Move down. I could see Justin Fields jumping him. Kenny Pickett. You know, listen, Kenny Pickett. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough tough run for him, but I think it's he's good. He really is good. Um, and I think, you know, he's not going to get a lot of wins this year, but I think he's going to show that he's he's pretty good. Bailey Zappi, another win for this guy. Move him up. Move him up. So that's your 32 so far. Um, we'll get into that uh, next week. I might do two, depending on uh, how... How this week, uh, you know, if there's a, a lot of news that comes out, you know, this is Monday, October 10th, I want to say. Yes, October 10th. Um, so it's possible that maybe I'll throw a, a, another podcast out there Wednesday or Thursday. It's going to be different now because now I'll be able to do it on my, you know, on my schedule, basically. So, um, yeah, so we'll go by that. Let's uh, move on to some sports cards, some news. Uh, we have we this is this is actually pretty funny. Uh, so I don't know if you guys remember, you know, if you played little league baseball, uh, you know, there was a chance, you know, you'd have like photos taken, you know, they have the professional photos, and then if you wanted to buy, you know, different ways, like, oh, you could put it on a baseball card, or you can, you know, put a stadium behind, uh, like, whatever it was. So, Mark Zuckerberg had his Little League days on a card, and it sold on auction for 105 thousand dollars with the buyer's premium it came out to a hundred and twenty thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars Mark Zuckerberg not a not an athlete <laughs> not a baseball player not a football player he has a card 
and he ended up ha- like he didn't sell it, but whoever did end up getting it sold it for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. And for whoever bought it, I mean, uh, I don't know. We also had the two thousand SPX tr- Tom Brady Spectrum to na- to twenty five PSA nine, which is a pop nine. Set an all-time high when it sold for seventy-two thousand dollars. The card sold for nine thousand dollars on August seventeenth of two thousand nineteen. It's up seven hundred percent. That's insane. Now we also, in the two weeks, three weeks that we've uh, haven't done the show, Aaron Judge hit his sixty-first and his sixty-second. So the there was a couple of interesting stories that was leading up to 62. So number 59 was caught by a guy. He ended up selling the ball to another guy at the game. Now they took a picture of it. They they showed, you know, everything. And this was in I forget where they were playing. It might have been Milwaukee. So now all the balls were marked. And the guy took a picture of you know, it under the blue, uh, the blue light, the black light, whatever you want to call it, and they won't authenticate it, which is insane because they have picture evidence, they have all of that, and they just—they're not—they're not authenticating, which is crazy to me, because that that ball's probably worth ten grand. Number 59, about. Um, 61. A guy literally just missed the ball by maybe a foot, if that. And obviously, it ended up in the bullpen. The Yankees ended up getting the ball. They didn't have to try to buy it from anybody, whatever. They, They got the ball. Now... The the crazy thing is the guy that caught 62. It was in Texas. The guy is like the vice president of some investment firm. And, you know, the the firm is like worth like $192 billion or a million dollars, whatever it is. So he still hasn't given up the ball. And Aaron Judge wants the ball. And that ball is probably about a million dollars and we'll see what what ends up happening with that but just uh, it was pretty funny to see some of these stories that came out um over the last three baseballs that he hit four baseballs that he hit into the stands uh you know and that's always going to be the issue with home run records because you have to now deal with a fan who caught the ball but in terms of Aaron Judge his Topps Chrome PSA 10 soared 382% from opening day to the final game of the season. His it, like his cards are it's it's unbelievable to see, you know, how this has gone. You know, it um that PSA 10 of uh, his 2017 Topps Chrome. It's a base card too. It was selling for about $70 in April, uh, about on April 8th. That was the home opener of against, uh, against the Red Sox. Now, that same card, 2019 PSA 10 for Vlad Guerrero Jr. 
was going for about 54 on the final day of the season. And Ronald Acuna Jr.'s 2018 Topps Chrome-based uh, PSA 10 was going for about $70 as well. The uh, That $70 Topps Chrome has been the card collectors, uh, has been the card collectors have been targeting during Judge's run uh, for the 62 with over 700 sales during the regular season. Um, and at that point, as I said, it went to 382%. 723 sales that averaged $333 on the final day of the regular season. That's insane. Absolutely insane. And, I mean, we expected it. We expected it. So, you know, we'll see how how far... Now, his cards are only going to go up by how far the Yankees go now, too. So, if they keep winning series, that card's going to keep going up. And especially if he has good games, uh, it's the, the sky's the limit on these cards right now. It, it really is. It's it's incredible. Um, Kenny Pickett is finally the starter, as we said. So his card obviously uh, has gone up as well. Before we move on, I wanted to uh, do a little box break here. And uh, I'm going to show you what I got out of a gold standard and a elements, both 2022 newest uh, boxes uh, that just came out within the last month or so. We'll start off with um, the uh, we'll start off with the gold standard. So we'll go here. We are so right off the bat. It's one pack. You get uh, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven cards out of it. Um, and I did this a uh, couple of days ago, actually. So right off the bat, I end up getting a Mac Jones Cit- uh, Citrine to number 30. The next card that I picked out was a Davis Mills to 75 Platinum. Nice card. The next card, and I think this is a a good one here. We end up getting a gold plated to two ninety nine DK Metcalf mem card. Then we pulled, I think this is, yes. So this is the Hall of Gold to 25, Kurt Warner, Mem. It's a nice card. And then we get three autos right after that. And uh, we'll start off with, we end up getting redemption. So uh, I'll get to that in a second. Here is our first auto. And we pull an Eli Mitchell to 99. 
then we end up getting our second auto. And this one's a rookie. We end up pulling a rookie base, Kyler Gordon, to 199. And now it's time for the redemption. So, of course, I got to cover it. But a very nice one, really. We end up pulling rookie jersey autographs double card number 253 that is Drake London now eventually all of these cards will be for sale and uh, I don't know if I want to do it all on whatnot, not <laughs> um, but I'm thinking about it and that would be my first show. And I really didn't want to do it as my first show, uh, just selling off singles. But at this point, I might just have to. So now the next box break is the elements. And this one is a five-card box, one pack. You get two autos out of it and a mem. And these are cool because they're metal cards. So right off the bat, I pull a A.J. Brown metal. Then I pull a Ahmad Sauce Gardner from the Jets to 74, 30 on the print. The A.J. Brown was 166 out of 199. Then we pull our Mem out of it, which is pretty cool. It's a double patch. to 199 Dak Prescott to 199 on the quad color patch fusion next card up we pull our first auto. And that is Cameron Thomas on the future rookie green to 25 defensive end for the Cardinals. And then our last card is another on-card metal rookie steel signature. This one is out of 199, 20 on the print. And that is Danny Gray running back for the San Francisco 49ers. So let's move on. Going into some other cards, you know, in terms of Madden, we have some Mutt uh, releases this week. Team of the week, we had a 91 overall Jordan Poyer, uh, 91 overall Plaxico Burris, and a 91 overall John Randall. Then we had the AKA players, which have been, it's it's actually been uh, pretty cool um, I don't know what you want to call it, basically release, uh, you know, because they've had some good players. They've had Calvin Johnson just came out. Uh, Darrell Revis just came out. Edron James just came out. Mean Joe Green has always been uh, a good defensive tackle for Mutt. So that's, you know, uh, that's huge. You know, some legends. We had Dante Hall, which, uh, I mean, if you don't know who this is, look him up because 
he was Devin Hester before Devin Hester. So the fact that he's out, there's your kick returner. There is your kick returner. Russ Grimm as well. Thomas Davis Jr. also a great middle linebacker. Uh, Team Diamonds was delayed because of the hurricane, so we'll see when that finally ends up coming out. Uh, And right now the top theme teams that you're looking at, the Raiders at an 87 and the Rams at an 87. So that's uh, something to look for going, uh, moving forward in terms of uh, your theme teams. Everybody else is around an 86 to an 85, some 84s. But, you know, you know that teams like the 49ers, the teams like the Cowboys, th- those are going to only go up. Uh, so if you decide to go with your theme team as the Cowboys or you know, even the Jets too, the Jets uh, are, are a solid theme team as well. So now I wanted to get into some betting uh, before I got out of here because we got some stats to get into. And now against the spread, so far this year, the Atlanta Falcons are the number one team in terms of against the spread. They are 5-0. and And then when you go down further, uh, we'll do the top 10 so far. So you got the Giants number two at 4-1. and you have the Cowboys three at four and one. You have the Chargers at four and one. The Bills are three one and one. The Houston uh, Texans are three one and one. The Detroit Lions are three and two. The Eagles are three and two. The Arizona Cardinals are three and two, and the San Francisco 49ers are three and two. So that's something to look at. And early, let's let's see if there's some early uh, lines for Week Six. But, you know, that's when you're looking at teams that you want to take against the spread. And Atlanta hasn't been good all year. So their spreads have been pretty big. Um, so the fact that they're, they're covering, that means they're staying around. They're staying around these games. They may lose, but they're, they're keeping the better <laughs> in the game. So... These are so stupid when it comes to authenticator. All right. So for week six. The Atlanta Falcons are now favored. Uh, they they're plus five and a half against the 49ers. Again, five and zero oh against the spread. That's a team you may want to look at. Um, the Giants playing against the Ravens plus five and a half, four and one against the spread. The uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys are also underdog plus five and a half four and one against the spread so I mean it's it's definitely something to look at in terms of other um other stats they're over unders over under let's see who's so we got Detroit four and one the over under 
Cleveland's four and one with the over under. Atlanta number three, they're three and two uh, with the over under. So Atlanta's a good team to start betting. <laughs> I mean that's that's really what it comes down to, if you're going by these stats. Now obviously this is, you know, just this is we're only five weeks in, so obviously a lot of this can change. But hey, you might want to take a flyer on these on these teams that are. Um, you know, that are high in terms of, you know, their stats against the spread. But overall, if you have any questions, topics, anything that you want me to get into, you have any questions or topics that you want um, Kevin to discuss in terms of fantasy, you have any fantasy questions, bring them our way. Twitter, R-U-T-S Sports. Uh, Instagram, R-U-T-S Sports. TikTok, R-U-T-S Sports. We're on everything. So check us out. You can also check out our website, rutsports.com. If you have any card questions, hit us up. Ruts Breaks we also have. So you have R-U-T-S Breaks. You have um, R-U-T-S Rips on both Instagram, Twitter. You also have R-U-T-S Breaks on TikTok as well. YouTube, you can hit us up on YouTube, anything, anything, you have any topics, questions, anybody that you want us to, um, to interview, let me know and I will try my best. Uh, but that will do it for the new regime running up the score. I'm Jerry. Be breezy. Be breezy. And it is all over. You've been listening to running up the score. We run up the score on Sports Radio.